Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this segment is our new moon forecast. And if you've been following this podcast for long, you know that these are my favorite segments to record. So thank you so much for being here and tuning in. I do want to say and acknowledge that things have been changing very quickly in the world from, you know, day to day, week to week. Things have gone pretty fast and utilizing astrology, we could better prepare for those months. You know, this outlet for astrology, along with many others, was saying, you know, March is going to be an interesting month. February is going to be an interesting month. Something is going to happen that is big and explosive, right? And by being aware, by acknowledging that the astrological energy was intense, it could help us better prepare. I mean, I know I was, you know, I knew that something massive was going to happen and it just helped me better prepare. And so by being aware of the energy in the sky, it is going to help us better navigate these types of situations. And so I really do hope that this podcast was helpful for you. Other astrological outlets were helpful for you. That's, that's the purpose of astrology is to really help us better navigate the energy of the world. And so hopefully this podcast helped you and it will continue to help you. So this is our new moon forecast and I have a few different things to get into. So first keep in mind, I follow the sidereal zodiac system. And so some folks have asked me recently if I practice Vedic astrology, but use the tropical zodiac. I do not. I use the sidereal zodiac. So if you follow Western astrology or the tropical system, these signs are not going to be correct. I follow the Vedic sidereal astrologically precise placement. Okay. So according to the sidereal zodiac, the new moon is going to be taking place on April 22nd around 9.15 p.m., keeping in mind I'm in Austin, Texas, so wherever you are, that's going to change a little bit as well. The new moon is going to be taking place in the sign of Aries, okay? And keeping in mind the new moon is when the sun and the moon are so close together that little to no light can be reflected, The moon is totally empty and receptive. It's a wonderful time for inward seeking, sitting silently with yourself, paying close attention to the messages in the world around you. If you've listened to the Dream Interpretation podcast that I posted recently with Ashley, um, she talked about Nimitta, the symbols of the earth around you that are speaking at every moment. Okay, the new moon makes us even more receptive to those messages. It's not, when you think about the moon being full, it's out in the open for all of the world to see. And when it's new, it's not, right? It's it's more hidden. It's more of an inward reflective energy. So it's a really good time to pay attention to your dreams, pay attention to your subconscious thinking, taking time to lay low. And actually, there are a few different things I'm going to talk about that indicate laying low. Um, but then, of course, we also want to look at the sign, which is Aries, and then the nakshatra, which is the lunar mansion of the sky, which at this point is going to be Ashwini. Ashwini nakshatra. And Ashwini is the forward-moving energy. It's represented by a horse, 
And, you know, the, the symbolism behind it is the Ashwin twins who are the physicians of the God, okay, of the gods. And so it's about healing and providing medicine, healing and serving the people around us, including ourselves. And so with this new moon, it is an excellent time for that inward reflection. It's good for creating new projects, beginning a new activity, beginning a new project. Um, you know, this the new moon is kind of like a seed. It's the dark moon. And whatever we decide to plant, whatever intention we decide to set, it's going to grow. The only place it can go is up from here. And so new moons are wonderful times to set intentions. And with this being in the nakshatra of Ashwini, right? Ashwini is the first of the 27 nakshatras. It's all about beginnings, initiating, starting something fresh. And now going along with that though, this new moon is with the planet Uranus. And Uranus is about revolution, change, fighting back, sudden bursts of information. It could be a sudden burst of inspiration. Okay, so around this new moon period, you may feel like, oh my gosh, I have these excellent ideas. I have these things I want to start. Um, it's a really wonderful time to be creative. Venus is also in her own sign of Taurus being aspected by Jupiter. I mean, it's, it's a good time to be creative. Um, but I also want to emphasize being careful, right? Being really mindful about um, your activities, laying low. I wouldn't do anything risky on this day. Uranus can also bring sudden accidents. And so being really mindful, I, I don't advise traveling on April 22nd. I think, um, staying in if you can, maybe just taking a walk outside around your house. I wouldn't do anything extreme because, you know, Uranus can bring, be intense. Okay. And so on a personal level, I think that this new moon is a wonderful time to begin new creative projects, utilize your creativity, turn inward, meditate, be receptive to information and inspiration, and really try not to shy away from your dreams and what you want to create, because now is a really wonderful time for you to create and put things out into the world. Now, on a global level... On April 22nd, we have our new moon. We also are going to see Rahu finally change nodes. Okay. So all of the chaos, a lot of the chaos has been happening because K2 has been in Mula. Rahu has been in Ardra. As I've been saying for months, these are really difficult nakshatras. Rahu is going to move into the nakshatra of Mrigashira on April 22nd. And so Mrigashira is much more playful. It's much more light. It has this connection to seeking information, collecting things. Okay. And so we may see just kind of a shift. And when the sun, you know, like we're looking at this new moon in order to have a new moon, the sun must be involved close to the moon. And so that means the sun is also in the sign of Aries, meaning the sun is exalted. And the, so the sun being exalted brings power to everything that the sun represents. The sun represents government. It represents authority, control, um, not so much control. I'd say more like authority, 
it does represent leadership, the president, right? Um, fatherly figures, gold. When the sun is exalted, we may see leaders stand up and start voicing their opinions. We may see someone stand up and start taking charge. With Uranus, which is about revelation, revolution and change and sudden burst, we may see people riot. We may see people, more standouts, more people standing up for themselves. And because the sun can represent big authority like the president, it can also represent grassroots authority, grassroots leadership. Okay, so we may see people start standing up and vocalizing their opinions, standing up and being the leader, trying to make a change, trying to start that revolution that Uranus can often represent. So we may be seeing that as well. Now, for the month of April, Venus is going to be in the sign of Taurus. And so in my last newsletter, I recently made a newsletter. Um, if you're interested in signing up, you can go to my website and on the homepage, you can just drop your email and you'll receive my next one. But on my previous newsletter, I was talking about Venus and Taurus and I did what it may represent for all 12 signs. Being in the sign of Taurus is a really wonderful place for Venus to be. It's bringing a softness to Venusian energy. It is receiving an aspect of Jupiter, so it's a great time for romance, indulging the senses, being comfortable, and being creative because Venus is also creativity. Venus will retrograde in May, which we'll get more into, but you know, when Venus retrogrades, it tends to bring up things from the past involving love. So it can be exes come back into our lives. Issues with our relationships come back up. They rise to the surface, which is a blessing because if they come up to the surface and we're both willing to work together or we're all willing to work together, if it's a, you know, partnership of more than two, we can then work through it and allow it to forever be done with, right? When things come up to the surface, it's an opportunity to work through them. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Now, exes may come back into the consciousness. They may reach out. You may feel compelled to reach out to an ex. So before Venus goes retrograde, using this time to set an intention with what you want in relationship and romance what you're seeking, get a very clear intention because when Venus goes retrograde, it's going to distort things, make things feel a little bit more confusing. It may feel like you can't move forward. So if you use this time now to utilize your clarity, once Venus goes retrograde, it's going to affect you a lot less. It's going to feel a lot easier to navigate. So just really setting your intention with that. In May, we're going to have a lot of retrogrades, okay? So I'm going to save that for the May forecast, but giving a little bit of insight to Venus. And then this month, of course, we still have Pluto, Jupiter, Saturn, and Mars in the sign of Capricorn. If you listened to the segment on the economy, I was discussing that the United States is experiencing its first Pluto return. And so Pluto is going to retrograde out of Capricorn for several months this year, come back into Capricorn at the end of the year. But if we think about what the United States was built off of, it was revolution. It was freedom. It was starting something new, right? Uh, the Constitution. 
When we experience our first Pluto return, this is unprecedented territory. This isn't something that astrologers can go back and look at what happened before because it hasn't happened before. But we know that when planets return, it shakes things up to reveal, not all the time, it depends on the qualities of the planet, right? But using Saturn as an example, when Saturn returns, it can reveal cracks that need to be worked on. It can take things away in order to show us where we need to be going. Pluto is about power. It's about control. Pluto is control. It's big government forces, explosive energy. When Pluto returns, I am very much believing that it will be the beginning of a new revolution. It's going to completely change our country in the United States, right? Um, we may refer back to the Constitution. We may revitalize these things. The way in which we relate to the government, the economy, and currency will change. Pluto will stay in the sign of Capricorn for about 18 years, starting in December. So this change is going to be slow. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be slow. But it's good to be thinking about now. Okay, be thinking about that. There's going to be a change in the government. There's going to be a change in the economy and um, currency, okay? Now, in April, because I'm trying to stay <laughs> in April, um, Mercury is also going to be debilitated for some of this month. And Mercury is mass media, it's advertising, it's communication. And so when it comes into the sign of Pisces, it becomes a little bit, strained because Pisces is imagination and creativity and something beyond this realm. And so when Mercury comes into Pisces, it feels a little uncomfortable right now. It's great for creativity, as I was suggesting earlier with other astrological placements, but it's not going to be helpful for the media, what we're hearing in the media, um, messages being sent. And so I've been saying this on the podcast and I really want to stick with it is very much utilizing self-care practices, minimizing how much exposure you have to the media, be responsible and how up to date you are, but really trying to keep an open mind about the messages you're receiving. There are also a lot of indicators happening where there may be more to this than meets the eye. Okay. There may there may be information that comes out that we're not expecting. So just really trying to focus on what you can control, what you can create. And creating happens with physical creations that also happens with how we connect with other people, right? Creating connection, creating um, an atmosphere of love and compassion rather than continuing to perpetuate fear and a fatalistic mentality because I don't think that this is going to last forever. I know that there are people saying that it is. I think that we're going to see a shift when Rahu changes nodes. I think that, and I said this in a few podcasts back, I think in June, we're going to feel a lot of relief when Mars is in Pisces. And then of course, by the end of the year, things, things are never going to go back to normal. Okay. But at the end of the year, things are going to feel a lot um, better, <laughs> okay? It's going to feel a little bit more quote-unquote normal. 
And then by 2021, things should feel a lot better. Okay. So hang in there. I'm optimistic. I don't think that this is going to last a super long time. And I also want to validate that it can feel like it's lasting forever and it can feel really stressful and troublesome. So coming back to your energy, your power, focusing on what you can control because it's so much more than the media is going to lead you to believe or anyone is going to lead you to believe. You're so much more powerful. Okay. If everyone, you know, if we all acknowledged our own power and we all really seized what we could create, I think that we could create a really amazing world together. And so just really trying to hone in on those emotions and and that energy. I should, going back to the new moon, it's also receiving a Mars aspect, just kind of contributing to that. Be safe. Be careful. Okay. April 22nd, lay low. Don't do anything um, risky. Just focus on healing, inward healing, healing those around you, creativity, beginning something new, setting new intentions. Okay. So I hope that this was helpful and I haven't been super good about promoting this. I'm really bad about promoting things in general, but I (laughs) do have a upcoming module two training where we're going to talk about planetary aspects and transits, which gets really fun and interesting. We're going to talk about Dasha's planetary periods. If you want to sign up, you can go to my website. The date is arbitrary. So you just sign up. I'll get the email and follow up with you to get you enrolled. If you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. Please visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. You can follow my Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and on Twitter, astrologynow underscore. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Thank you.